Welcome to DNA Podcast. I'm DC. And I'm Adi. Let's start the show. Omarosa, for people who don't know her, um, wh- who is she again? Um, she, I don't know, she worked for the uh, Clinton administration back in the day. Um, no, 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 she no, did. She did. Apparently, she did. Let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. Go ahead and do it. Do it. Because right now, it's like, you starting with this, it's just giving her you know what i mean right no but, but she 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 did she did i know she did right okay, go ahead but you're positioning it first kind of give her too much story. credit okay go ahead. Uh, yeah like she's, uh, like she's actually what she pretends <laughs> okay no 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 let's start with omarosa like I, I, at the root she's an american reality tv show participant <laughs> right and she's yes. a former political aide to president donald trump what made her famous is not working for the Clinton White House for a year as I don't know, like some as some nobody nowhere that never had access to 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 Clinton or to his advisor board or anything like that. Like anybody can work can say that they worked at the White House, Megan Janitor, you know, or an intern. So let me just not even have that there, right? What made her famous is the first what used to be one of my favorite shows, by the way, uh, which was the The Apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what really you know made her famous. Uh, what um, even made her more relevant to this discussion is that she started working as part of Trump's campaign, right? In his mm-hmm. uh, early days, and when he became president, she started working from him for him as uh, was she like the black outreach person? I don't know what yes. the title was. Oh, that, that, that long lengthy title, it's, it's yeah, kind of useless. Uh, the token Office black of person. Public liaison, as they call it. Yeah, and the public liaison is like black people's liaison, or uh, you know, like uh, the Trump, like the inner city people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she started working uh for his administration in what 2017, and she got fired. Uh, was it February of this year? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, so she got fired in February of this year. So let's kind of let's just kind of bring an introduction as to who she is. I would also like to say that she's uh, also a minister. For those people who don't know, uh, she is a minister. She is leading uh, a church. She's the uh, wife. She oh. has a master's in uh, theological studies. Oh my God! And also, I think people should also know that she, you know, she used to be married with this, uh, not engaged. Mm, yeah. Because she never married to uh, what's the name of this actor from forgot, the was it Greenwell? Forgot his name. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. Um, uh, forgot his name. It's uh, that guy who. Uh, uh, let's see. It's uh blah 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 blah. Uh, so so bad. Like Michael. Duncan. Yeah, right? my, yes, Michael yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, may so rest in peace. Yeah. I don't even know that like, I made the mistake of ever getting I'm like I'm looking at Michael Clark Duncan and I'm looking at around Russell and I'm like how did they meet? How did we fall in love with well, this? It's not that why, it's how did they meet? Because Omarosa is very <laughs> convincing. Of all, like, you can say anything you want about Omarosa, but when I she know. gets in that place, you know when people say it's the right right oh time God. and the right place? So she is, you know? And yeah. everything that people may say about her, good or bad, especially bad, this woman gets the job done. And that's why she's very dangerous. <laughs> 
extremely she is extremely dangerous and you know what like i'm sorry to say that uh but like i'm sorry i think she's one of the things that's wrong with the church in general i say the church with the capital c mm. uh she's just one of the things that's just wrong if somebody like omarissa can be ordered to be a minister and leave the church i think there's a lot of things wrong with the church yeah. but again i don't i don't think she i don't think it's out of character for her because like you said she's very convincing she's very charismatic right yeah uh, i'm not surprised that she will have some followers right Absolutely. i'll be waiting for some, some money at her for you know although her life has been nothing but anyway god knows her life but from what i've seen it's just been i haven't seen a glimmer of light in there Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, if you want to follow her, that's fine. But I was really I was uh reading about the whole Michael Duncan, you know, death thing, and I've always found it extremely shady. Uh-huh. Uh because they in. Said that in, she found him in cardiac arrest and she performed CPR. That's what she alleges, right? And they said mm-hmm. although she wasn't able to resuscitate him, she was able to resuscitate him. He never fully recovered from a heart attack, right? And he died after two months in the hospital. And I'm like, in my mind, she probably wanted to force him to get married with her. You know, she probably, you know, because they've been engaged, but she, she was never able to seal that deal. You know, I feel like that's the one thing in her life that she'd never fully taken advantage of. Because I'm pretty sure that she was just with him for the money. I don't think she ever loved him. Because whenever I saw interviews about the entire situation after the fact, yeah she sounds like a like she a never wanted yeah she never wanted to go like deeper yeah when she talks about him she sounds like a pure psychopath somebody who never had any emotions for the guy and the guy finally did everything to you know stop her from going on all those you know media outlets mm-hmm. to sell that story but they were unsuccessful and you know what that is the story that propulsed her onto uh you know the public's eye into the public's eye that was the first story that kind of went, went viral in public that's why yeah. I feel very uncomfortable with it, because she attached herself to a famous and beloved actor, and when he died, she was the, she happened to be the one there, when he, as he was dying, and then she started to do the media rounds, and that's how she got noticed, and that's how she pitched herself for The Apprentice. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I not just think... that too. She never, you know, how people die and they leave a will and stuff like that. Like when she gets asked. Um, if he left her some money, she never really discloses that. She just says something like, uh, he made, he made sure I was, you know, taking care of or something like that. So maybe she knew she was on the, the wheel as, I don't know, maybe 50, 50 or whatever. And I, I, I'm curious to know how much she got out of that. I'm really curious. Yeah, but she got like, no matter what amount of money he left her, like he did something that she couldn't have done any other way. He yeah. put her into the public eye. Yeah. You see what I mean? Just yeah. being associated with him and being the only one who could talk about his death. Yeah. Put her into the public eye. Uh, also, if you kind of want to give a little bit of background around her, uh, she's a very well-educated you know, woman. So past her theology degree, she also has other master's degrees. Uh, she has a, a bachelor's degree in, journal- in journalism. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, she also has a doctorate. Uh, she worked on a doctorate in communication, but never finished. So you see, she always propped herself up for public life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she always knew that she wanted to be public, but she never knew how. So that internship she did at the White House for Bill Clinton was just that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah, you work in communication, whatever. So you, she was able to whistle away into the White House, but that was never like she, she, like she never she mentions got that platform. That she, yeah, now she mentions it like she was part of the advisory board for Bill Clinton, but she was never. You know what I mean? She was never yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. near. Yeah, 
yeah. right? Like, but yeah, so, yeah. but nice back. But that was just an internship she did back in the days when she was doing a communications degree. Uh-huh. But now all of a sudden, I work in the Kinchin's White House. That's that's the, that's that's the thing. One the thing with successful people, you're always gonna have trashy people becoming successful because they can talk the good talk, right? Yeah. So she's very good at but not that. But that we can't really verify it because, uh, I mean... No, you can. No, no, you can very easily. But most people are way too lazy to do so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a researcher. You just have to, you know, go out and just research the fact. But anybody, you know, who wants to get the facts can. Mm-hmm. In this age, it's like most people, like, if you can speak to them convincingly enough, they're not going to do... They're not going to go out there and do homework. Do you know how many people work in the corporate world and they pretend to have degrees mm-hmm. they're just working on their cvs and they were just extremely good during the interviews yeah so the HR person never went to check uh-huh. right that's why there are stories about like people getting fired like years after they've made money off of a degree that never existed you mm-hmm. know when somebody's like mm, let me just look into that person for a second because it's very easy to check uh yeah but like you were saying she's also a married woman quote unquote to um a uh, i think it's pastor right yeah yeah, and they got married in the presidential ballroom uh, on April 8, 2017. One of the reasons why people now cut, cut, I mean, you know, trash talking her, and like one of the reasons, I guess, why they said she was fired, but that's not really true. Uh, and she took her bridal party to do a photo shoot in the White House, too. You know, stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. But yeah, that's just a little bit of background. So what are we talking about? May I add to that that uh, yeah, I, I I was one of those people who watched that show, Big Brother. I'm a big fan of a Big Brother show, and she was on the Big Brother show right after she got fired, and she got paid a lot of money for that, by the way, because yeah, but people yeah, were really never... counting on her to to blow <laughs> some whistle. Yes, it's Billy T. And yeah. you said something about getting married in the, the uh, in the White House. Um, uh, she also rode the Air Force. It's very important because that, that was one of the tales. She's she talking the about it. Exactly. Talking, but, but you see how she is, how strategic she is, right? Like, like, she never misses a beat. That's why I feel like I don't think that anything that happened, like, to that, to that, that's Michael Duncan until that whole firing. Yeah. I don't think, you know, she, she was, she always ahead of this. She's always ahead of this thing. But what exactly are we talking but about she, when it comes she to learned from the best. She learned she learned from the best. She learned from Donald no, Trump. No, no, and I no, think no, 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 she no, no, no. Was for, no, no. The reason why she played him, because I think that's gonna be the topic. Mm-hmm. Because I really think she played him. Because he played the game all along and she was always one step ahead of him. You know what I mean? What I'm like saying think, is she learned from the best as in she already has something that she she's really I, good for. But she also yeah. went and grasps and basically get exactly no. What's yeah. the word for it? Like she read, she read Donald Trump exactly. Yeah, she she she, did, she definitely wrote that 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 exactly. uh, that wave. Like I totally agree. Okay. I and she swallowed every her. single thing that Donald but, Trump stands for and knows and how manipulative he is, etc. And, and and I'm so happy you say that because. When I think of her, I think about her as a golem, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a golem is just something, it's like a, it's like a demon that you keep feeding mm-hmm. and it keeps getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Donald Trump, but, she, but it's a veiled golem, right? Mm-hmm. She was able to play to Donald Trump's ego to get every single thing that she needed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she was feeding off of him, like feeding off of his, you know, his aura, you know, his, his power, right? Mm-hmm. And she was making sure to also like protect her ass along the way, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that you know she had an insurance policy. So I feel like Omarosa has always been Omarosa. If you look at old Omarosa interviews, right, mm-hmm. and you look at her, she hasn't changed. Oh. She hasn't 
change even a notch, right? Yeah. He's still as uh, what's the term? Official expressions are exactly the same. Uh, he still has the same take. Yeah, yeah. He still has the same sort of viciousness inside that that comes out, you know, whenever it's convenient for her. So, like, she, I, I, I think she definitely is the ultimate apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. Or you say she's no oh, she's learned. She's yeah. definitely, she's definitely the ultimate apprentice. So I think let's just put everything in context. So we gave a lot of background, right? A bit too so, much for our audience. What so. is it? <laughs> Yeah, we gave like we really went into like who we think she is, like how manipulative we think she is, uh, how vindictive like we've seen her be, you know, uh, how she doesn't really care for the truth, you know, given that she will say everything about Donald Trump and it's opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on whether she's hired or fired. Uh, but I think there is something that when I think about her, and I don't hope people are going to be mad at me for this, like because everybody already knows like about the firing and about the tapes. I don't want to really talk about that. I want to just talk about my takeaway from the whole situation. And mm-hmm. no matter how much I, I have no respect from her, for her, on mm-hmm. the other side, I still have, there's just something about her that I can take away. And I don't want people to you know, come at me for that. I don't want you to guys to be mad at me for that. Just hear <laughs> me out for a second, right? Just hear me out for a second. Hmm. Is this it taking a moral society? Find out what she has to say next. You are listening to DNA Podcast. The thing that, in a way, I was able to relate to her to one on one extent. And I don't know whether that was intentional and whether she's playing me, right? Mm-hmm. Or whether it's just me sort of siding out with her, uh, with her from a black woman, you know, in a corporate world perspective. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, it was never something that she's ever brought up when she was winning, quote unquote. She only became a black woman in, Amer- in corporate America after she was fired. But there's still something about it that resonated with me. The way that these wise men, mostly, were going after her when she got fired. The only way I can relate with her like in this entire situation is from a black woman working in the corporate world kind mm-hmm. of perspective. And I don't know if this was intentional or what, you know, on her part, I guess she positioned herself that way only after she was fired, right? So I kind of understand that she's kind of riding that wave a little bit. And, mm-hmm. But it, I think it was mostly the way I could see those white men demeaning her after she got fired, trying to destroy her after she got fired in such a vicious fashion that in a way, like my instinct was to kind of protect her. It's kind of weird because she's been nothing but an evil witch, right? And that she, she's mm-hmm. written books about that. She's made money off of that. So as much as you want to hate her, as much as you want to hate that her, as a professional black woman yourself, yes, because you no matter who she understand. is, no matter what she <laughs> is, she did it extremely well. She is extremely mm-hmm. well educated, right? And even though yeah, she was able to talk a good talk, she is she is extremely smart. She did not get there by chance. She did not take any handouts in her life. She has worked for everything she had, no matter how many people she had to backstab. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. worked for it. 
We may hate her, but she earned the place that she got. Her position in the White House, you know, although it's not the most traditional kind of career path to get there, you know, she worked her butt off for it. She kissed a lot of asses for it. She threw a lot of other Black men and women under the bus for it. You know, I'm sure, you know, the only reason why she has to be at church is because maybe deep down, she just said, this is the last saving grace that now she wants to do the work of the Lord because she knows what she had to do to get to where she is. I will not allow anybody to, especially any, you know, older white male to come and say, I didn't even know what she was doing in the White House. I didn't even know why he hired her. They know very well why he hired her. He hired her because he knew that she was good and she always delivered. She, when she was on all the TV networks, they're talking about how Donald Trump would do more for black people than you know anybody would have done for them. And when she was campaigning for them, she still got some black people to vote for for Donald Trump. If he didn't have Omarosa, I don't think it would have. We didn't even have any percentage of black votes. He still got some of some the of the church. Yeah, some still, of the black church. Exactly, because she was in the right circle, the old evangelical, you know, black church was important. Anybody, and you know how pastors any, everywhere. You know how pastors get into the head of uh, exactly their, uh, congregation. Exactly. Like, they know why they hired her. So give her her props. Give her her credit. Like, if you want to fire her, fire her. But don't try to pretend that she was unqualified, that she was she's just some uneducated lowlife. He called her a dog. Donald Trump called her yeah, a dog. And that was echoed yeah. by other white male on national TV. It was kind of made okay because, yeah, nobody likes Omarosa. But it doesn't matter how much you do not like her. You do not get to call her a dog. You know why you put her in the White House. You know what she delivered for you. No matter how much I personally disagree with it, she delivered on the job. And if you're going to fire her because for some reason she no longer serves you because you're already not, you're the president. And you don't, of course, you don't care about, you know, the black vote or the black people anymore because you have enough white supremacists backing you and you want to get rid of her. Get rid of her. You know what I mean? But do not turn mm-hmm. around and like try to get us to think that she's a dog, you know, and that she does not, you know, deserve, you know, her position, you know, where she where she was. Worked very hard for it. So I I'm not regardless about how regardless how oh, I personally <laughs> No, no, I disagree with her entire, you know, entire <laughs> being and actions, right? Yeah. I disagree with it all, but I will just not accept. Uh, I just it just did not sit very well with me having all these guys on those um, TV shows trashing her, mm-hmm. you know, basically echoing Donald uh, Trump, uh, you know, uh, call that uh, that she was a dog, that she was worthless to him, and that nobody knew what she was doing, and she was always late at meetings. Like they were just reiterating all those stereotypes that. Black women have to wrestle with in corporate America every day. Yeah. The fact that you're not qualified, the way that you always lead, that you don't show, that you don't deliver, that you're not as smart as everybody else, that you take longer to do everything else, which is not true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But those are the things that they tell you when they do not want to give you a raise, when they do not you know, want to promote you, and when they're about to fire you. No matter how hard you work your butt off, uh, you know, whenever they find it convenient to let you go, those are the same sort of dog whistles kind of words that they will use. Uh, that you're not, or you're not being sociable, and they just, they just want to keep you at the at the bottom of the ladder as well they because only, of the color of your skin. Exactly, they just tolerate you at work, uh, but they, they, but in their mind, you don't fit anywhere to the top of the ladder. Which is why when she got fired, everybody, all those white men, you know, went after her in such a disgraceful way, right? Mm-hmm. Not even talking about a political stance, but just they were talking about her personality. You know, they were talking about how she got married at the White House and like like she wasn't allowed to. Yeah. If you get permission to get married at the White House, you get married at the White House. Any white person would have done the same thing. It's not her fault. It's the leadership's fault. Mm-hmm. 
the way I see it, like if you can get away with doing that and you ask Trump and it's like, yeah, go for it. Like she didn't just walk in there with the whole wedding party without any permission. So I don't know why that's like the top story about her. That became the top story about her, you know, after all that she did for him, right? But personally, it just didn't sit well with me, right? Yeah. And I just want to, and I want to repeat it that I just don't, I don't agree with her backstabbing ways. I don't agree with her vicious ways. I don't agree, you know, with how she sold out, you know, her community uh, just for mm-hmm. a little, a little, you know, taste of power. And it's an extreme, it's an extremely short and temporary. And that she's obviously trying to you know, you know, win that community back one way or the other, you know, through a church, etc. But I just, I don't agree with any of that. But that's the thing, like, do we, as a, as a community, because I feel, I felt 50-50, okay? I felt like she was being, um, she was being undermining, uh, undermined by um, the, 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 the white fellas, but I also felt like I, I'm not ready to no, forgive no, her wanna, yet, you know? Like, do we, do we accept her? No, I, I, I just want to address something that you said. Omarosa is riding that wave, like in her post-firing interviews and her videos, stuff like that. She is positioning herself as the victim. So I, I want to make it clear people understand my point, right? Omarosa is Omarosa, right? Like, I'm not saying, I'm not even talking about, you know, you know, whether, I'm just saying that I disagree with everything that she is and everything that she does is manipulative for her own good right? When she was at the White House, now she's going and she's talking about how she was just there to give people, give us a voice, and she was undermined by a white colleagues. I don't believe any of that bullshit, right? She's just mm-hmm. trying to salvage whatever little, you know, respect that, you know, she wants to have, and that's fine. I don't believe any of that. She was there because she wanted to, right? She was silent because she wanted to be silent because she knew she was, it was giving her the power and the money that she wanted, and the access that she wanted, she never did anything there against her will. When Charlottesville happened, she was there. She was like, she was trying to talk to him. She never, she was trying to present herself like, oh, he was, he was like a cult leader. I was like, oh, I had a blind spot when it came to him. That is not right. That is not true. She is lying. She is lying uh, as of like the entire line just to get to, the, to her ultimate goal, which is to still have a platform after this whole debacle. And that's yeah. fine. I respect that hustle. I'm just saying the only issue I, ha- I had uh, I get that part. It's not set, settle well with me. It's just the way that that kind of dog whistle that I hear, that I heard on mainstream media about, you know, how she wasn't qualified, etc. Because when I look at the facts, and that's why I spend so much time on the background, you know, that is not what the facts show to me. So I just rest my case this way. Personally, I don't believe, like, it says that, like, like, we're using the term black card, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no, like, it's like black people are not a mon- monolithic group, right? But there's just something that, you know, like overall, it's like any culture, whether it's a white culture, or Latino culture, any other culture is the same. Maybe they don't have a term that we know that they use, but every community, you know, has like a kind of a moral contract, right? It's mm-hmm. like guy like code or girl code, if you want to, if you want to, you know, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. It's like guy code or girl code. It's not, not all women are the same, but there's just some stuff that, you know, as women, we're like, oh yeah, that's kind of shady, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting your best friend's, you know, uh, your best friend's ex. Mm-hmm. everybody will side-eye it so that's what a black card is for people who listen to us and we don't understand right like black people are not a monolithic group but as a community there's things that we will there are people that will give the side-eye to like oh you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. not acceptable uh so when i say her black card is revoked like just for for me amorosa is not even the kind of person that associates herself with any group even though she, she looks black right so whenever it serves her 
she will want to put up a black card and she would want the community to stand up for her, right? Mm-hmm. And she will activate that card. And the way, the only way she can activate that card right now is through her faith community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like the mainstream black community, I would say she doesn't have a black card anymore. But she knew very well that if she had, she could tap into the church. The doors will be wide, always open for her because she will plead the blood of Jesus onto all of her mess. And some people will still follow her, which is why she's doing extremely well right now. And every interview that she had, whether it was MSNBC, CNN, etc., she always say, oh, I have to go because I'm speaking I'm speaking at this Women's of Faith conference. Oh, I have to go. I have to stop the interview because I have a speaking engagement at a church. Go back and listen. She well, I don't did. have to listen. She said something. I think at one point, like, uh, uh, but she did mention that she was being threatened. Uh, there's a thing that the assistant is seized on her book or whatever. But um, she was asked by one of these journalists, like, aren't you scared for your life or whatever? And she yeah. said, well, I have, I have a group of faith <laughs> behind <laughs> me. <laughs> and she actually does it. It's very important. Like watching Omarosa during an interview is uh, yeah, is something. an event. Something. Um, it's every single choice of words, her face, yeah. like the way she squints, the way she moves her yeah. mouth, everything must be analyzed. And she's exactly. very like calculated, um, exactly. very vicious. Exactly. Like I, I wouldn't have her next to me. <laughs> she's a snake like you know what if she had to have a spirit animal she just embodies the snake so well and well that's what i'm saying that that's the only way that she has that's that's the only way she knew she had to keep her black heart and she has she has evangelical baptist you know church minister you know redeemed you know eighth day of you know jesus christ rising behind her she will never she will never lose a black heart because of that she got oh, you know, Sharpton. She got on our Sharpton show. Th- oh my gosh! Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, she got on our Sharpton show, and I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. You see, that's how she I wins. watched it. I'm like, how come like a villain that we saw from far and close could come to your show and you could give her the sweetest like. I was about to make her look like yeah. she's like, welcome she back to the black card. That's the thing because I was like, what? Extremely smart. That's the thing. She is so smart because she knows that she will never lose a black card through the blood of Jesus. Here's the thing. Like, she's married to, I can't remember his name, like, uh, Newman, whatever his yeah. name is. I, yeah. yeah, so that guy knows Al Sharpton very well. And I guess, like, it's again, we're talking about codes. Omarosa being married, uh, Al Sharpton's good friend, he can't do her like that on the show. And I felt like it was, it was just so wrong. Like, I really, I watched that, I watched that video, I was like, wow. And this is supposed to be a villain. This is supposed to, this is supposed to be somebody we need to teach a lesson to so we don't have other black people coming back and bite us in the ass and then have to come back. She needs, you know? to be a, she needs to be a cautionary tale. Like, you do not want to be like her, but that's not how she is right now. She, no. she, 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 she's just playing the game extremely well. That's why I'm like, I, you know what? Like, I respect the hustle, but she definitely, if, if your question is whether she has a black card, she definitely has it secured. Nobody's taking that black card away from her. And that's definitely not the last time you're going to see her. Trust me. I, she's going to have entire true. conferences with entire congregations of black people there. And then the next Republican candidate, um, we'll hire her, her back. and do not be surprised if she still works for Trump <laughs> at some point. You know what I mean? Just do not rule it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, she, she seems, she seems to be secure. She seems to be standing on something really solid, solid. Yeah. 
more she's solid than a rock at this point. Oh yeah, she's on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And that's why, and that's um, why I'm, I'm really sad that I'm sad in church, like I said, at the beginning with the big C, because yeah. she was fundamentally wrong with it. But I think that sort of wraps up this topic. It would be great to kind of hear what people, what are people's reactions to, you know, Omarosa's, you know, Omarosa's tapes, you know, Omarosa before getting fired, after getting fired, uh, you know, what do you think she's going to be up to next, right? Uh, do you see her as more of a cautionary tale or an inspiration? You know, feel free, you know, to talk to us yeah, in the comments below. Okay. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You are listening to DNA Podcast. So speaking about black <laughs> black people <laughs> uh, turning their back on the black community or not advocating for the black community as they should uh, be doing, um, do you want to talk about Paris Denner? Uh, well, they say you shouldn't rejoice in other people's misfortune, but the day that he got fired from CNN because of his... Uh, not even sexual allegations, it's sexual, it's previous sexual assault, uh, you know, uh, you know, debacle. It was like one of the sweetest days I've had in a long time. It was like, oof, I don't know, it felt like a break. I felt like, I felt like I've been waiting to excel. And when uh, I was just ready, I just felt like, oof, thank God. Uh, his face, I'm sorry to say this, I'm sorry people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this, but... When I look at him talk and everything, it just he rubbed me the wrong way. Like when I first knew of him, I just I don't know. This there was something about him that wasn't right. I don't know. I don't know if it's the way that he talks or I don't know. But there was something. There's always been something. But anyways, carry on. No, it's like it looks like somebody was a permanent broom uh, stuck up his butt, like permanently. And it seems like and that broom has been set on fire mm-hmm. and the fire is getting closer and closer to his butt when he defends Donald Trump. He just gets so agitated and animated for all the wrong reasons that I'm like, how can one person be so wrong? Like just his entire demeanor. And I, every time, and you can ask, you know, my husband better about this. Every time I see him, I'm like, there's something deeply disturbed about his past. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him on CNN, I'm like, there's something deeply disturbed about him. Something must have happened to him when he was young. Mm-hmm. Like he must have been bullied by some black people, you know, because if bullied you look at for his, sure. Like, cause he doesn't, sure. yeah. Maybe abused, maybe, maybe like accused of being white or too white or something like that. Like, you know. Yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like he has been definitely rejected by his community and just fully embraced the white supremacy view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he spoke at a Republican convention and he had like all these guys just standing up and clapping for him, which is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm like, there's something deeply disturbing, but, but in all the things that, all the scenarios that I could imagine play, play out in my mind about why he is like who he is today, I never, I would have never seen him as like somebody who would sexually assault somebody though. I was actually surprised when I was like, oh, that's new. Because I never, you know what I mean? Like when I think about him, I don't think about I somebody like- I never see like, him sexual. I don't see him exactly, sexual at all. Like I said, all I see, all I see there is a puppet with a broom in his butt. 
and that broom is being set up on fire anytime he sticks. That's the image I have of person. And I'm like, oh, so you had like he explosion stuff. You had somebody trying to, trying to force somebody to sit on his lap. It just looks so even, it makes it even look more wrong in my mind. I'm like, oh no, not that. Like I could have imagined a lot of things I could have done wrong, but not that. But personally, I'm not going to discriminate. I'm just happy that he's off the air. I'm pretty sure he's still going to have you know, a prominent place in, you know, Donald Trump's Oh, yeah, campaign. yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't think he's out of a job or he's out of any money. I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of those Republicans and those right-wingers uh, picked him up already. Like, I'm sure, like, they've been having GoFundMe and they're going to just throw a lot of money at him because he's the kind of black person that they love, right? Mm-hmm. Non-threatening, uh, with no concern for their own community. And the, all the concern is about just, you know, propping up white supremacy as high as possible. Those are the ones that are being tolerated. Um, so yeah, I was just very happy about that news. Yeah. Anyways, the, the comments were very disgusting. I don't even think I want to read it right now. Um, yeah, so many. It just made so many outrageous uh, claims and comments and just points that it just made too many of them. But the funny thing is that I think he just. I think the reason why he got fired is because he talked at the side of his neck to the wrong person. I don't know whether you followed the timeline of this, which is a little bit scary. On Monday, he was going after an ex-CIA uh, director on CNN. They were debating. Uh-huh. And that director got so heated that he told you, he told him, get out of here. Oh, get out of- yeah, 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 yeah. When they were talking about revoking the security clearance after they're out of office. Exactly. That guy yeah, got yeah, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a CIA director, because they will dig up the dirt on you, like, in 24 hours. They already had that. You know, that's 34, you know. But he went after the CIA director, and that CIA director told him, "Get out of here!" And Paris Dillon was laughing. Ha ha ha! I don't work for you. This is not your show. You can have Thursday, by that faithful Thursday, that same week, he was out of there. And I was like, you know what? That's why you have to be careful who you piss off in yeah. this world, no matter what of the aisle you are, because they may be ex CIA directors. They yeah. clearance may be revoked, but they know how to get the dirt on you. Yeah. That's, that's their career. Those are the people you don't want to go after the press and the CIA and law enforcement, which is why <laughs> And I'm like, Donald, if you could just sit down and eat your rice, if you could stop, you know, if he just played the game, Donald Trump would be able to do so much more mess than he's doing right now without mm. the entire fact, but he just can't help them because he has no impulse control. But that's what happens. So Paris Donald just pissed off the wrong guy, and three days later, you know, he was he was he was literally out of there. So for me, it just made me laugh. It just kind of it was just so satisfying on just so many levels because when I showed on Monday, I was showing Ben the video of that exchange, and I'm like, oh my god, this is not going to end well. And next thing we know, he's fired, and I'm like, you see, that's what happens. You know, I guess at the end of the day, you're still a black man in America. You know, they will still find something and you won't, you won't even have a chance to even like express your side of the story. You'll be out of there, out of there. And they'll replace you with somebody else. Yes, Donald Trump has many black people to, uh, willing to, you know, uh, follow their sword for him. So I'm pretty sure that before we know it, there'll be another guy like that pastor, that pastor who said that Donald Trump was the best thing that happened to African-Americans. Uh, oh. I can't remember his name. But he's just been there from the beginning of the campaign. But you're always going to find another Paris Denard, 
you know, th- that that's for no, sure. Th- there's plenty of them. It's just once one one is down, another one surface and it becomes the star, and then that person goes down, and then you have another. There will always be one that's gonna be starring uh, in the moment for sure. Mm. Um, since we're talking about that pasta thing, I don't know if you followed the. Um, I don't. You wanted to add something? Uh, to yeah, I this wanted, person, I, wanted, I, I wanted to wrap up like just this specific topic. Um, yes, go ahead. Because I just wanted to talk about, I really wanted to talk about um, uh, Roseanne for a second. No! That story is getting old and I really don't want to miss it. That story. No. That story. What do you mean? Okay, let's talk about Roseanne. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the entire story because everybody knows that a show got cancelled because uh, of comments that she made on Twitter. The platform of choice of, choice of uh, white supremacist these days. I'm sorry, I know you're on Twitter. Uh, you're not here, but that's really what it's becoming. So that's what I need to do. You will never find me on Twitter anymore. I have an account there, but I'm just not even bothered. Um, no, I, I, I love Twitter. She made, but, yeah. she made a rant on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so that got her show uh, canceled. And uh, what really, I just, I was thinking about how joyful I was, I felt when Paris Donald got fired. That's another thing that kind of brought me joy and kind of hope in the world that you know there's some lines that maybe will not be crossed you know sometimes people will say things and they'll actually get some retribution that they deserve about it uh but what really even kind of made like me smile you know even wider was that video that she made that bootleg video she made on youtube and when she was screaming i thought that bitch was white damn it i don't know if you saw that clip but she was just losing it and every time I just, every time I feel a bit down, I just think about that clip. I thought the bitch was right. And I'm like, that's exactly what you deserve. That, that, that's, just, that's just that same energy that you put out there. That's exactly what you're going to get. And I hope she gets it, you know, for as long as possible. You know, I really hope she's not going to pull a Martha Stewart and start doing like, you know, cooking videos with Snoop Dogg, you know, to make sure that, you know, she's right, that everything is okay. But that's another topic. We should talk about that by the way. I just, it just makes my bo- my my blood boil. But anyway, that's just I just wanted to say, good for you, Roseanne. Uh, I'm really happy you got what you deserve, right? And I really hope that nothing good, you know, comes out of this situation for you for a long time. I'm pretty sure people will forgive and forget after maybe you know, maybe three four years if you can, if you really go away. I'm pretty sure people will give you another chance. I'm sure you'll have your white card back, right? And you know, you probably have like you know a black card as well, just like Martha Stewart did all of a sudden. Uh, but I'm sure you'll be all right. But just for that moment, that that video that you made really made my day. So I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, don't cry for Roseanne America. I She's fine. That bitch was fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it makes anything okay. That's just crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, Roseanne. But yeah, so I think after that, she got like uh, she got fired. The show was uh, put on ice. And now they're rebooting the the killing of her character on the show Roseanne, so they're putting back on air without her. So there you have it. I think this is this is a great lesson for everybody that's on the limelight out there. Like, um, just remember who puts you where you are, <laughs> and be aware that racism is a it does exist, <laughs> and be cautious about what you put out there. Um, People are racist. People, uh, not everybody likes everybody, but 
why don't you keep that like uh you know part of your uh thanksgiving uh uh dinners or um your kitchen table talks and stuff put it out there because if you do we have to take action uh and this is unacceptable her comment was unacceptable I don't know if that wraps it up, but if you want to add something, feel free. Well, I think that uh, you know that that wraps it up. Let us know, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Paris the North or you know Bullseye, you know, and uh, you know who else do you think should have their cards revoked, their societal cards <laughs> revoked, because everybody's getting it out here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Let's go to the next topic. Mm-hmm.